But the reason why I love my job is is I do civil litigation. And civil litigation is starting a lawsuit, bringing it to the trial. And I thought about this when I was learning about syndication. It's very similar. You know, you start the litigation and you, you throughout the discovery phase, you find out the ins and outs of the case and, and, and what's pros and cons of your own, own case. And if it's bad, you got to try to settle early. If it's strong, then you got to push to the trial, convince the jury why your case is strong. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host as always, Yona Weiss. And with me today, I am very excited to have the one and only Yosef Lee on the podcast. Yosef, as he goes by your brosef, what's cooking, my brother? Hey, hey, thank you very much, Yona, for having me here. One and only Yona, finally, I'm here. Great to see you. Great to see you. Love it. I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, you are an inspiration to me in, in a lot of ways, believe it or not, because you are, you're doing something that a lot of people kind of aspire to do, which is work a full-time job, right? You're an, an attorney in New York City, right? You're a lawyer by day. And in the in-between hours and, and by night and weekends, you're investing in real estate, you're a multifamily syndicator, you kind of got involved in that and have taken that journey to, through passive investing, through active investing, and now hopefully, you know, that may turn into something a little more full-time as time goes on. Yeah, one point, one point. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Very cool. And another reason why I love you so much is because you share a name with my son. I have a son named Yosef. In fact, uh, in about a month from now, probably about the time oh, when yeah. this is going to be uh, when this is going to air, in about a month, he's going to be bar mitzvah, which is thirteen. That's the day when you know he becomes, you know, legally, uh, you know, an adult from in the Jewish religion. But I love the name because it's Joseph. But as you you told me previously that in in Korean, the uh, the the Y in the Bible, right, the J's are also mm-hmm. pronounced like Y, similar to Hebrew. Yes, yes. So it's like. Literally, Yosef is Yosef, not Joseph. You know, Rahel uh, instead of Rachel, uh, Johan instead of John, right? That's also, that's how the Korean people pronounce the biblical names. That's awesome. So we have a lot in common then. We have uh, yes. an- <laughs> another thing in common. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey and how you came to find real estate in general, because I think it's it's not something that most people are taught about. Uh, it's not something that, you know, it's, it's very mainstream to invest in apartment, you know, multifamily deals in the Midwest or, you know, anywhere like that. Like, how did you stumble upon this? Okay. So, um, well, just a little bit of background. As you know, I'm an attorney from New York City. It's very, very time demanding job. And, you know, it's it's been by nature of the job, it's been just trading my time for money. Uh, if you want to make more money, obviously you got to put more time. Uh, and 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 I that's just going against the notion of my lifestyle that I wanted to pursue. Like as as uh, as my kids are growing up, you know, I wanted to spend more time with them. However, it is completely going the opposite direction. So, been thinking and thinking, and and then I stumbled upon a uh, a book. It's called um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich and Poor. It's just like many others out there. 
And it, it kind of completely changed my mindset. Um, and that's when I started thinking about seriously, you know, investing and, and business, owning own business, et cetera. So, and, and fast forward, I was looking into a little bit of everything like REITs, uh, mutual fund and stocks. And I finally landed on real estate, more so multifamily because of the benefits that multifamily provides. It was no brainer. It was no brainer not to take, right? But I didn't know where to start. So I started uh, doing some self-education through visiting uh, biggerpockets.com, listening to the podcast like Michael Blanks, uh, Grant Cardone, and starting a, starting a self-education and soon realized I was going nowhere because I was just passively observing the information. So that's when I seriously thought about joining a mastermind or mentorship program, which I did in back in February, late February of 2020, right before a pandemic uh, came and shut down everything. And I joined the mastermind group and mentorship program. And it was one of the most critical thing in my real estate journey and the best choice I ever made uh, looking back. And uh, yeah, from that point on, real education, real networking, and real actions were taken. Yep. And I'm here. So let me, let me dig into that a little bit, just for our listeners, in case no one's ever heard of like a, a mastermind or a mentoring program. Can you give us a little like insider, you know, what, what happens in these masterminds, in these mentorship programs? Like what's it all about? Sure. Uh, so mastermind to me, mastermind is where people gather uh, for a common theme or common goals, and then they share their knowledge and experience and they support each other and they organically, they partner up for business and common goals. And then they just, uh, they just work together and then produces better and bigger results and they're synergized. Right. Um, so this is a mastermind and, uh, the one that I joined was a paid mastermind. There are many paid masterminds out there. And before I seriously thought about it, I spoke to a couple of people through Bigger Pockets and people at Method Networking about joining this mastermind group. And uh, 20 and 80%. So 80% of people told me, look, you're going to pay some chunk of money. Uh, how about you save that? And you're going to be learning the free stuff that you can find out there anyway. So just study yourself listen to the podcast, re, uh, watch the YouTube videos and save that money for your down payment and, and just actually buy the property and do it yourself and learn that way. And to me, that advice was very sound, right? right? It's, it's sure. this guy's have a point, right? Absolutely. And on the other hand, there's 20 people, 20% of the people out of all the people that I asked about Mastermind and uh, paid mentorship program, they said, look, Yosef, you're going to be, you're, you're going to meet amazing people who are very supportive and it's going to definitely expedite your journey. So just join. So these were the 20% of people. And, you know, I kind of debate and I decided to join based on two main reasons. By then I uh, was already decided to do multifamily as opposed to resident uh, residential side and saving 10 grand or 20 grand wouldn't make any difference because in terms of make uh, saving the down payment because we're now we're talking about 2 3 4 million dollar uh, properties and down payment is way bigger than 20,000 or 10,000 dollars right so right, right. saving that didn't really hit me as a good idea and second reason um, I look people I looked at people and then the, the ones that who were closing the deals and making things happen we're from this 20% group. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's always the people who 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 aren't, you know, actually taking action that 
are very, very forthcoming with advice. Right. And so, yeah, that was great. And I wanted to focus, I want to I focus on the words that they were using. The, the, the 80% of the group, the words they used was free and easy, uh, save that for a down payment, um, 10,000, 20,000 versus the words that the other 20% group says, you're going to meet uh, amazing people. Right. And it's going to expedite your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of see the difference. Like first group, itself, right. Right, first group focusing on uh, free and, and, and something that you could easily do as opposed to uh, people. Right. And that, exactly. That's where I see the most value in the mastermind group. That's uh, the support that you get from these people, like minded, high performance. Absolutely amazing. That's awesome. That's a really astute kind of breakdown, uh, you know, analysis of the opinions. And I think a lot of times we're given advice. And especially if you ask, like on the forums, you ask on Beer Pockets, you ask on LinkedIn, like I do all these things, you get a lot of advice, a lot of mm-hmm. people saying different things. And then what do you do with all that? I mean, to kind of dig in like you did to uh, dig into the deeper reasoning behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you related much more. I mean, you could relate with it both. Right, but you related more in the fact that seeing, okay, here's something that's going to accelerate my growth, and uh, and relate to the people, which in the end of the day is the is the main element of the success yeah. of this business. Yeah. Like everyone says, and, in multifamily, it's a team sport, much much more so than in residential family. It is, and, and don't get me wrong, do I think it is necessary or or uh, prerequisite? No, no, but it will definitely expedite the journey. Uh, yeah, I love that. Expediting the journey is a huge thing. And just to speak to the point of um, expediting the journey and meeting the people and and having the support. I mean, when we met a few weeks back in Orlando at the Jake and Gino conference, right? That's You see hundreds of people and you're taking pictures with all these people and you're getting to all these people who you've kind of seen and been watching along the journey and connecting with. There's a lot of support. A lot of people know you, watch your journey. Uh, you've helped to do that through the brand that you've created, right? I mean, people yes. come and see you online. You're taking action. You're out there, right? Sharing the journey uh, and showing it can be done and others can yeah. learn from you. Yes, it was, it was great um, seeing, uh, especially seeing the partners and the deal that I had year year and a half years ago. Um, we've been doing weekly calls, Zoom calls, but never seen each other in person, finally met and, you know, giving the hugs and uh, handshakes and you too, Yona, I met you outside the room. And then, you know, we were just (laughs) hugging and handshaking and taking pictures together. That's something that we've been missing for two, almost two years. Right. Mm -hmm. And finally with with that friendship and the partnership that was, that were uh, developed through the zoom calls and this virtual meetups, Finally, that is combined with that actual handshake and in-person meeting. And right. this was so powerful. Yeah. And you host, a, just speaking of meetups, you host a meetup with Nico. That I think it's, I may be wrong, but I think it's on the same exact time that uh, that my Wednesday night meetup is also, right? You guys meet at the same time, I yes. think, right? That, that's why when we had you as a guest, <laughs> we had to change the date to maybe Thursday <laughs> or Tuesday, I think. Right, right. We moved it and around. It's been so already, we... what, 
like about a year already? Yeah, it's over a year for oh sure. Oh my God, that's, that's crazy. Time flies. We've been doing this. These, uh, yeah, and these, uh, these virtual meetups and I keep it going, right? We do it every Wednesday. It's amazing to see same people coming back and people doing deals together. We just talked last night. Uh, we're filming this on, we're recording this on a, on a Thursday. Last night we had Wednesday and I mentioned to the group, I'm like, hey, you guys, we should all like just do a deal together. Like, okay, next week, everyone find a deal, like bring to mm-hmm. the table and let's, let's discuss. You know, like, why that's not? Great. You're meeting with same people like every week. And that's really what a mastermind is mm-hmm. all about. And it, I think there's is, a lot of power in, uh, power in, in numbers when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. No, you're creating that, that uh, opportunities for people to join and come and learn each other and join the forces. And I think that's a great thing to do, Yona. What do you, uh, what do you see, you know, if you can say down the road, you know, obviously you're a W2 right now, you're an attorney, you're working full-time. Uh, overtime, probably, right? As most attorneys do, hustling. I mean, do you see yourself transitioning more full time into real estate at a certain point? Is that the goal? Uh, yes. Um, but at the same time, I love what I do in, in my job, right? So I'll probably reduce, I'll probably get out as W2, maybe turn myself into 1099. And as you know, being a professional status in, uh, in real estate is not that hard, right? So I think I could maintain a professional relation stat uh professional investor status in multifamily at the same time keep my keep my uh job probably reduced to 20 hours a week or so mm-hmm. and being very selective on certain cases but the reason why i love my job is is i do civil litigation and civil litigation is starting a lawsuit bringing to the trial and i thought about this when i was learning about syndication it's very similar you know, you start the litigation and you, you throughout the discovery phase, you find out the ins and outs of the case and, and, and what's pros and cons of your own, own case. And if it's bad, you got to try to settle early. If it's strong, then you got to push to the trial, convince the jury why your case is strong. Similarly, I see from syndication, you find a deal throughout due diligence, you find out ins and outs of the deal and, right. and pros and cons. And if it's good enough, you bring it to the table for the investors and convince them why this is a good deal they have to invest and close. Right. So it's like I, I, the process is very similar to me. And that's how I was able to enjoy the entire process. That's great. I love that, that you kind of relate, you know, relate the process. And there are a lot of similarities for sure. Especially, you know, especially if you win the case, right? <laughs> and you and yes. you uh, and you get paid, right? Obviously, it sometimes it takes a long time to get paid, but uh, right. similar with real estate. But the better part is real estate. You keep it, and it constantly cash flows and gets you the money, as exactly. opposed to one time, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it and you know that the equity that's in there, the the value, the wealth that's created through, you know, bringing it, uh, increasing the value of that property. Depreciation mm-hmm. over time. Oh yeah. Oh, you you know depreciation. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of good stuff around uh, around. A lot of good stuff. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are there any other things you're doing besides for the weekly meetup that you do? The uh, the network. Uh, excuse me. The the master mastermind that you're part of that you're doing on a regular basis to continue your education or to continue the networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, networking is is a big part of my journey and. So from the beginning till now, consistently, I'll try to meet at least uh, uh, one or two people a day and throughout the week. So about at least five to 10 to 15 people sometimes a day, a week consistently. And um, through them, uh, you know, I love to connect them to other people as well. Not Mm -hmm. only connecting to myself, but also connecting other people as well. So it's great. I, I, I know 
for sure, you feel the same way. You feel joy when you see people being connected, right? Absolutely. And there's a synergy. And that's what the mastermind is all about as well. So I do mastermind, networking, as you said, some education, meetups, right? That's a big part of it. And actually this year, 2021, one of my challenges of 2021 was to push myself out of comfort zone by being a guest on the podcast. So, and that's how, you know, I'm so happy about being here <laughs> with you because that that's also part of my challenge as well. It's ongoing challenge throughout the 2021. And uh, so, yeah, I'm here. Love that. Uh, what else? And you also right. have this, uh, this social media challenge that you kind of put together. And, and you know uh, who I, who, from whom I learned it? I don't know. You, <laughs> you, because you started in LinkedIn a while back. I, you're still doing it, I believe, right? But the one I joined was like a half a year ago, or if not about a year ago. And then I forgot about it. But back then, uh, and then like two months, like almost two months or a month or two ago, it kind of, I don't know, for some reason, that memory kind of revived. I'm like, oh, I recall Yona did this. And then I really enjoyed it. It really helped me to, to boost my presence. Um, but Yona did that in LinkedIn. How about I try it in, in uh, Facebook, right? So I started one person and two, and then I opened it up to a couple more people and they all joined and they are really pushing hard. And you know how many, so I told them, look, it's not about how many likes you get. Right. It's about how much or how consistent you can be, right? right? I, I will put it that way. Yeah. So that was our goal. So they're being consistent, but not only that, they're attracting a lot of viewers, mm-hmm. right? comments and people learn a lot from this and i thought it was great and these are these people are just doing it really great things right i love that it's it's awesome to see because that's one of the reasons why i started in the first place just to empower other people right to have that kind of group accountability mm-hmm. and and to empower other people to kind of crush their limiting beliefs that oh i can't post on social media oh i don't i can't create content i don't know how to do it blah 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 just do it right yeah. sit down take the time Create content, mm-hmm. just do it and put yourself out there. And people literally, like it changes their whole life for a lot of people, literally. Oh, yeah. Yes. And what you ju- what you did through that and also what I did following you was in a smaller sense, sort of creating small mastermind there. Mm-hmm. So everything is about joining forces and creating a group, creating a, a big mass through, uh, through all these little activities, right? That's how amazing a mastermind is. It's a little, yeah, just chipping away, right? It's the little, uh, the water dropping on the stone, you know, over time, you know, it can create that hole. It can, it can burn through. So that's awesome. Um, I'd love to, you know, we could go on and on and on and time just flies over here, but I want to transition now to what we call the final four. These are four questions that I ask all my guests. Yosef, first for you is going to be, what's the worst job that you ever had? Worst job I ever had. I had many jobs throughout my uh, college period, right? I came in the U.S. and back then, the only thing I could do was some uh, some jobs that I could only speak in Korean, but I tried to learn English back then. So I did, I worked in a fishy store. I worked in a restaurant as a waiter. I worked in a drill store selling, um, you know, sometimes I sold jeans. So all these retail store experiences, but I, every job, it's funny, every job, I think it's it's important to define the worst being worst, <laughs> right? Because every job in the end, looking back, taught me certain things, right? Yeah, of course. But overall, the part throughout all the jobs, the part that I did not 
like about. Maybe I could call it the worst part of each job because I can't really pinpoint one particular worst job was being mundane, mm-hmm. right? I always, always uh, struggled to find a way out of this mundane, uh, repetitive uh, tasks. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just standing right there, just having that same repetitive transactions of people picking something and paying me and then I'm giving them the rest of the money, exchanges, changes. Uh, so that was really mundane for me. So I always, once I started uh, doing that and I feeling like, okay, this is not me and I got to move on to the, another one. First few months, I like it because I'm learning stuff. And once I learn and I, I, I hit that status quo, and it starts it starts feeling like okay this job is also being mundane again so i gotta move on so i i think i will just pinpoint that part as as worst part of each job yeah once i feel like something's being repetitive and i'm I'm trapped in the local area that's mm-hmm. when i feel like okay i gotta get out gotcha yeah i mean it's that it's that kind of growth mindset in you that really wants to continue learning and continue to to grow and to and to help and if you just kind of stuck you know you're like that little little bird that wants to fly, right? And stuck in the cage. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I want to ask you about a, a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll always pick two. So in terms of my life, Anything. I'll pick Bible. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my investment journey, I pick um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad and Poor Dad. Because you, just because you said paradigm shift. Yeah, of course. And totally there are all the many other books that will get you the knowledge Right. But the paradigm shift is more of a mindset. So I'll pick those two. Um, yeah. Bible told me how there is a creator and we're the creature. And once you have that uh, paradigm in you, it's just totally different. The way you think, the way you look at the world and the way you treat people are totally mm-hmm. different as opposed to you are just you. And there's, there's no uh, above or below. So I can't really deal with those people. I mean, I beca- I could become friends, but um, there's a fundamental difference of the way you look at the life and uh, the life philosophy. So that's the book, Bible, and uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Richard Poirier was another book that gave me uh, that got me into another paradigm shift of how I should look at the tax, how how I should look at how the money uh, uh, works, right? Yeah, and how you should see the business and 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 investment, investing and for sure, all this, right? So great. Yeah. So great. We've had it. We've had it brought up many, 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 many times on and for good reason. So if you're listening to this and you still haven't picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, maybe it was because the episode with Omar Khan, but if, if, if for any other reason, uh, and that's just hinting to a fact that he actually, he didn't like that book. So he talked about it on my podcast, but yeah. <laughs> um, for everyone else out there, make sure to pick it up and, and believe me, it will give you a paradigm shift. Third question. What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Always, always communication and sales. That's uh, more so sales because sales is about communication mm-hmm. and knowing the other side's needs finding out the needs and, and demands, et cetera. So sales skill set, I think it's a great skill set. And I know there is a negative connotation that follows the word sales. Uh-huh. Um, so if, but if you just, just lift that up and forget about it, and if you look really into the skill set and inside the sales, it's, uh, I think it's a great yeah. because sales is not about just selling. Sales is about finding out the pain point and, providing the resolution 
and eventually it becomes win-win for both sides. Exactly. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. And it has to be done in a different way than the traditional, um, what you said, the, the negative connotation that comes along with sales because certain traditional actions that are related mm-hmm. with sales um, that are not really what it's all about, right? Like we, you just said, finding a win-win solution and finding the pain points and helping people, that's really, that can be done in so many different ways and create, creatively is, is really the best way. So love that. That's a great skill to have. Um, yeah, I wish you uh, luck with with continuing in that because it's a, it's a good one. Thank uh, you. Fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? Okay, success. Um, success, I had many different, def- what well, my own definitions of success throughout my life. I think at each stage, uh, it, beca- it changes. Yeah. When I was a teenager, success was more like uh, uh, owning certain tangible items Mm-hmm. to show off to people, right? Uh, when I become 20s and 30s, now I'm going towards my 40s. It's it's more about influence, how you can make changes in not only yourself, but other people's lives in a way that you can build up long-term relationship. And when it comes to finance with that mindset, it's more like a stepping stone mm-hmm. and a tool to amplify your willingness to influence other people in a better way. So that's, that's what I see uh, the success as at this point. It might change in my 50s or 60s, but hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's an ever going, it's an ongoing, you know, everyone who's growing is continually changing and continually getting better definitions and understanding what life's all about. And I think that's what success, you know, to you means is mm-hmm. that, you know, helping, helping other people. How can I make an influence? How can I positively impact others. And and that's true, you know, truly great definition of success. So lastly, before we, before we sign off, Yosef, when, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Okay. Uh, I am very approachable as, as Yona, you know, <laughs> I'm on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta. Uh, you could just type Yosef, your brosef, B-R-O-S-E-F. I have, I just finished my website. So it's yosefhlee.com or thebrosef.com, B-R-O-S-E-F. Uh, and uh, it will lead to the um, website and you could leave me comments or just send me a message. I'll definitely reach out back to you. Awesome. So we'll make sure to put that in the show notes if anyone wants to check out Yosef Yobrosef. Check him out. Find him online. Find him on social media. Tell him that you listened to him on Weiss Advice and you got some good Weiss Advice from Yosef. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Great. Uh, this has been a pleasure, Yosef. Thank you so much for joining me and taking the time out of your busy day uh, to join me on the, the podcast. Thank you, Yona, for having me. Finally, I'm here and it's my honor to be able to be here on your podcast. And it means a lot to me because you were one of the ones that I looked up to uh, throughout my journey and being able to talk to you this way and meeting in person was just absolutely amazing. Well, I appreciate that. And and to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. And remember, until next time, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, 
leave a rating review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.